So for the past, I don't know, 15 years or so, I've done quite a bit of work being the the um, moonlighting IT guy or the moonlighting web developer. So nights and weekends, I would work fixing computers, installing computers um, for small businesses and 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 just regular folks that have an issue, whether that's you know something like replacing the hard drive or um, uh, or or their spyware on the machine. I literally did a house call one time because um, a, a woman that had just bought a new Mac couldn't find the power button, and there was nothing she could do to figure out where the power button was, and, and wanted me to come over and show her where the power button was. True story. Point is, um, I've always had a, a fair amount of work, whether that's been just fixing machines or. Um, or doing some basic IT stuff, and, and also developing bare-bones websites for folks. And I was thinking about why that has been uh, a steady stream of work. When I started asking people um, why I would get the call, uh, having no you know official business doing that, no, no real background or, or training in it, um, the response that I usually got was, you're patient, and you pick up the phone. And what, I, what I've been realizing is that in a lot of industries, if you think about it, the standard in a lot of industries of service is God-awful, terrible. And so I've never thought that I was good at this stuff. And in fact, I am not. But what I've realized is that in a lot of businesses, when the standard is so terrible, when the standard is awful, all you got to be is bad. And if you can just be bad, don't even worry about being good. Just worry about being bad. In a lot of cases, you'll have as much work as you can handle. Now, that doesn't mean you should stay bad, obviously. But it just means that there's a problem. And that's what I want to talk about in today's episode of Rust Belt Startup. Welcome to Rust Belt Startup. I'm your host, Ryan Miller. Uh, Rust Belt Startup is typically a podcast that uh, is long-form conversations with entrepreneurs, artists, educators, or people that are building uh, unconventional lives in unconventional locations. Uh, This week is going to be one of the Toolbox episodes, a shorty. And uh, it's one of these episodes where it's more um, about some, some tool or tactic that maybe you can apply to your life to maybe de-stress you a little bit or, um, or maybe help, help the business a little bit. So um, today, I'm going to talk about an idea that I'm stealing and, and kind of iterating on from the founders of Airbnb. So before we get to that, think about industries or... Um, or services where the standard is 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 really pretty bad. You know, maybe maybe that's a maybe that's your mechanic. Maybe that's an airline. Um, but I'm sure we all can think of one kind of type of business where there may be a lot of choice in terms of who you hire for a service for a good, and all of them are pretty bad. Think about what it would take for you to have a great experience with one of those companies. What would it take? I'm I'm betting that it's not going to take much. 
Because as I was saying in the intro, you know, sometimes the standard of service is just God awful. And so you as a customer or potential customer are just looking for bad. If I could just find someone that sucks, I'd give them the business. It happens a lot. So then, you know, the, the, next, the next logical step is, okay, well, what if, what if instead of bad, it's mediocre? What does it take to go from God awful to bad or bad to mediocre? And then maybe mediocre to good. So there's this there's this talk on on a podcast that Reed Hoffman puts out. It's it's called Masters of Scale, and it's actually it's a really good uh, podcast. Um, and and they were talking in this lecture um, to one of the founders of Airbnb, and he talked about how we interact with a process of of, a, of an app or a company, kind of what that what that experience is. So when when we typically interact with um, uh, a rating system for a, for a business for an app for uh, you know a Yelp review we're used to this this one to five star scale you know one being eh, pretty bad five being in theory as as good as it gets right we're used to five stars the thing that I like about um, Airbnb and their their thinking about the user experiences um, they talk about okay well what's a ten star experience look like what would it take to get from five stars to 10 stars. And uh, this was discussed on a podcast called Masters of Scale by Reed Hoffman, as well as in some some lectures um, that I've seen online that I thought were, it's, it's a really interesting way of thinking about how your customers or your users interact with you. Instead of thinking on this one to five star, one to five star scale, what does it take to get a sixth star? What's it take to get a seventh star? Uh, and what's it take to be a a ten star experience? So yeah, so the the concept is, goes as follows: um, on on the on the internet, um, especially most marketplace businesses, um, the kind of paradigm is five stars, right? So a YouTube video, Airbnb or Uber or whatever, it's five stars. And the problem with five stars is five stars. Like the only reason you would leave less than five stars is because it was horrible. So like if you if you rate like an Uber ride like four stars like your life might have been in danger right and so like 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 in other words the bar to do five stars is really low on Airbnb the bar is like people actually do leave four and three star reviews but our goal wasn't to get to a five star because a five star might have been nice enough for people other people to book it but we wanted to build a product where it was you loved it so much you would tell everyone about it and it would have a meaningful impact on your life. And we believe that travel has the impact to transform your life. Like I've taken trips and I've met people where it has an impact on your life. And we wanted to have that. And so we thought, what if you booked an Airbnb and we sold you a product and you didn't leave five stars, but you emailed the company asking for a six star because the product was so good you had to almost go above and beyond. And so we imagined, when we designed products, we imagined, okay, this is what customers expect. They expect to have a five star experience. And then we basically ask the intellectual question. So let's take airport pickup, for example. What's a five-star like, like check-in experience on Airbnb? The five-star check-in experience is you, 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 they give you the address, you get to the house, you knock on the door, and they're there. And they open the door and they let you in the house. And that's five-star. And anything worse than that, you start to leave like four stars as you call them. They're like five minutes away, and you'll probably leave a four star. And like one star is obviously like they never showed up. So the bar is kind of low. Like you knock on the door and they pick, they open the door. That's a really low bar. So we ask, well, what's a six star? Well, a six star is they probably pick you up at the airport. So you don't knock on their door. They actually pick you up at the airport. 
So what's a seven-star review? You can actually play. It's kind of fun. Well, seven stars, they don't pick at the airport. They send a limousine, and you open the limousine door, and they know that you like, um, I don't know, Pringles. That was a, sorry, that was a weird example. This is all, this is like, this is like improv, so we're, we're rolling with it. So there's Pringles there, and there's like coconut water, and they, like, they know you are into surfing, and there's some surfing magazine. Even though you're in San Francisco, you're not going to surf. That's fine. And so that's a seven-star. So what's an eight-star uh, pickup? Well, an eight-star um, check-in is, um, you know, there's a, like, you know, you get to the airport, and you th they're, like, they're like, we're coming, and they're like, where are you? And all of a sudden, you see, like, a giant elephant, and an elephant is walking by the gate, the terminal, and there's a parade in your honor, and you get on top of the elephant, and you are paraded away. <laughs> and you said, well, what's, what's a nine-star check-in? If that's an eight-star check-in, how do we get to nine stars? A nine-star check-in is you get off the plane, and you don't even you, you, the moment you step off the plane, there are 5,000 screaming 13-year-old women and boys, and they're holding signs. I call it the Beatles check-in. It's the Beatles in 1964 coming to America, and they're just cheering for you, screaming for you, and you basically, they follow you, and they do a press conference in the front yard of your Airbnb. And so then what's a 10-star check-in? Well, <laughs> I can go to 30, but I won't, because um, it'll be a long day. And the 10-star the, the is you... You, um, you, you, you get to the airport, and um, there's a little card, and it's got your name on it, and you're like, great, there's my ride, but you realize the person dressed in the limo suit is Elon Musk, and he just takes you to space. <laughs> and so I, I, I've, exa I've exaggerated to make a point. Usually we don't go all the way to 10, but, but the whole point is that like, if, you, if, if what you need to do is just find 100 people to love you, then it's very easy to take for granted that the five-star is what people expect. But to build something people love, you almost need to do something more than they expect. And so, like, every moment is an opportunity to do something slightly more than people expect. And you, we play this out. You go to, like, all the way to 10. Okay, now we're not going to do all that. But let, maybe suddenly six stars doesn't seem so bad. Like, now we should have a service, airport pickup, or something like that. And so we do this about almost every frame of the experience. And this also can apply to almost anything, office design or, like, how you hire people. Like, you know, we storyboard end-to-end -end the interviewing experience. And so once you kind of understand what that journey is, how people are going to interact with you, whether that's, you know, every, you know, email to the phone, to the, the way the service is provided, to, to like the receipt, to, um, you know, every little touch point, once you kind of understand that, and if everything performs as advertised, that's probably a five-star experience, right? If you're in line with, you know, other people in the space, that's, that's baseline, five stars. So, but then what if you could step back and if, if money and resources and time were no, um, were no issue, how could you make that a seven-star experience? What would that be? What about an eight star? What about a 10 star? And I don't care if you're, you know, if you're picking up trash or if you're a professional service or if you're serving food, like what does a 10 star look like? And, and write those things down because here's where the magic comes in. When you write that stuff down, when you actually force yourself to go, you know, if I had all the money in the world, if I had all the time in the world, what would I do to just obliterate competition and make sure that everyone had an amazing experience? Once you write all that stuff down, yeah, you, you can't really you can't really do it, right? I can't send a limo to to pick up every single one of my customers. Can't do it. But as you get into the minutia of what makes a ten star experience, there's going to be a thing. There, there might be two things. 
that you can do that you can plug in to your current customer experience that is going to be worlds better than anyone else out there. Maybe you don't have to be 10 star yet, right? But how do you get from bad to mediocre, mediocre to good? Maybe it's just these little, little things you can put in there. There's a story I like to go to all the time to kind of illustrate this point. It's a little old, but it, it totally works, right? So there's this, there's this pizza shop and, uh, in, in, uh, it was called Austin's pizza. And, um, like a lot of pizza shops, you could put your order in online. And so there was a customer that types in his order for, uh, for, for pizzas. And then sometimes you see like there's a comment box, right? Or a special request box. None of us ever, ever really do anything with that. But this particular customer put in a special request. And it was something that uh, was unusual. And uh, I'm going to read you that that request. I'm going to actually read you the response to that request. So uh, the, the email that they sent the customer back um, was from Chad Frierson from Austin's Pizza. And the email he sent to the customer goes like this. Dear John, my name is Chad from Austin's Pizza Call Center. We received your online order earlier this evening and we saw your note. Please draw a unicorn fighting a bear on the box. Unfortunately, our stores are not equipped to fulfill such a request. They simply do not possess the required skill. I, however, took it upon myself to draw out the picture you requested on a post-it note. I hope this suits your needs. Sincerely, Chad, Austin's Pizza. Well, John got the pizza with the box and the post-it note with the unicorn fighting a bear on it. What do you think he did? Immediately posted that to social, right? It's unusual. Took off. It went viral. And I'm not saying that every little thing goes viral, but you don't, you don't need to reinvent the wheel to have a crazy awesome ex, uh, customer experience. It's something that is out of the ordinary. And that story was told to me by Scott Stratton, who's a, a marketing guy that I've, I've been following for several years. And he always uh, hits on the importance of these kinds of interactions, of actually giving a crap and how these things can, can make or break a business. Because we care about online reviews. We care about what other people say about a business. This is how things get spread. Everybody wants viral. Everybody wants word of mouth. But we don't realize the one key to going viral and getting word of mouth is doing something worth talking about. Damn, that's a good tweet. I'll wait. <laughs> At unmarketing. Hashtag amazing speaker. Hashtag man bun. Let it roll. Let's do this. We've already, it's come out and said, we trust strangers before we trust brands. This is how it works. We'll trust a review on Yelp from a psychopath serial killer about a restaurant before we'll trust any other kind of stuff that comes out. I'm not saying everybody on Yelp's a psychopath serial killer, but some weird reviews on there. So you gotta be careful. But the difference is that these stories will go out whether or not, that's the big difference. I think that's the biggest difference in the PR world now compared to 10, 15 years ago. Right? We, the whole, that old stat was like, if you had a good experience, you told three people. If you had a bad one, you told 10. And now, good or bad, you tell infinite. So if you want to go from god-awful to bad, or bad to mediocre, or mediocre to good, or good to great, take some time to write out the existing experience that your customers go through. 
and then figure out what would make a five-star experience a six-star experience and a seven-star and a 10-star. If money and time were no object, how would you design the ultimate experience? And I guarantee you, you're going to find something in there, in there that you can apply and really make somebody's day. All right, that's all I got. Thanks for tuning in for Rust Belt Startup this week. We'll be back in two weeks. If you're digging it, and I hope that you are, make sure you hit that subscribe button or leave a review on, on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. We're going to have some, some expansion going on here in about two weeks. We're going to be um, uh, also publishing to Spotify and Anchor and a few other podcasting platforms. So thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you in two weeks on Rust Belt Startup.